0: Hey, you guys see that Naked Unicorn over there? Ow, I'm so naked. Nah. Welcome to the Naked Unicorn Podcast, posted by Jason soroten nah.
1: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to yet another installment of the Naked Unicorn Podcast on ECG Radio. I uh, may be an unfamiliar voice for some of our listeners, so allow me to introduce myself. Uh, my name is Harrison Thacker, but... Everyone calls me 16. Uh, I am a business associate and longtime friend of the ECG family, and I'm a recent addition to the list of hosts on The Naked Unicorn. So, you know, very happy to be here, and I am even more excited to speak to my guests today. So, uh, without further ado, allow me to introduce the boss hog of ECG, Mr. Jason Sorodin, uh, as well as company partner and head of post-production operations, Mr. Jason Maricini.
0: Yeah, you got it. Jason's actually... I would say Jace is more of the boss hog in this relationship.
1: Okay, he, well, there you he go. He is the president and CEO. <laughs> oh, got you, got you. Well, look, I'm I'm, I'm very uh, excited to be in some video production royalty today. In the presence <laughs> Hell yeah, man. Production royalty. So, yeah. yeah, I appreciate you guys for joining me, man. So, uh, I guess, you know, to kick things off. Um can you guys just give me a, uh, whoever wants to take the lead just a little bit of background on really just how ECG came together? you know I mean was this a you know uh, was somebody in grade school you know drawing a doodling logos on a you know in the margins of a, of a piece of notebook paper or you know was this something that was a little more uh, fortuitous you know how how did it all come together?
2: Yeah, um, it's funny that you mentioned that because uh it wasn't wasn't a doodle of a logo, but uh Trey Gregory and I he's the third partner who's not on with us right now. Uh, we got to talking about starting a production company around the time we were 15, 16 years old. We used to joke about, you know, calling it ECG the name. Is, it's a funny story, so I'll go off on a quick tangent about it. Right around the time that we were 15 was the summer when, you know, it was like Snoop and Dre and gangster Rap was really big. And everybody used to talk in those, in those songs and those videos about the LBC. And so we were from East Cobb, you know, the most vanilla white bread, you know, yard of the month club place you could be from. (laughs) We used to joke about calling it ECG, the East Cobb ghetto, but it was very tongue in cheek. But we always said, you know, hey, if we if we ever started a production company, we got to call it ECG Productions. So there's an official name, you know, as far as the Secretary of State's concerned, it stands for something else. But that's the real story. That's when that's when Trey and I initially started talking about it. When it came into to real focus, we had all worked together in Boston at a at an internet television startup called XYTV, where James I mean, became producer, a real it became a
0: real channel. It was legit. It wasn't That's just true. Inter- it was on cable. Briefly, yeah, it was on but, cable. But it it felt like an internet channel.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, you're, yeah, I'm not, I'm not being fair by saying that. You're right. That's amazing, man. No, so so okay, so East Cobb Ghetto turns into Entertainment Creative Group. You guys end up reaching heights, even being on a, an actual television network. Um, so, but you said that was in Boston, right?
2: That was-, that was in Boston. So we were yeah, we were doing that, and then it was uh, bankrolled by a guy named John Garabinian, who's really big in radio. He was the second biggest syndicated radio post. So back in the days when radio spins and billboard charting, it really mattered. Like If you if he played your track twice in a week, you'd make the Hot 100. So he had a, he had a lot of influence in the music scene but he was paying for this television network and eventually you know after we'd kind of chipped away at it for for a number of years he decided that he wanted to go back and focus on radio and pulled the funding and you know we had a little bit of time to kind of get our feet under us so trey and i went back to freelancing jay went to new york to work for howard stern but trey and i really got to thinking about like hey man you know like there's a lot going on in Atlanta. You know, when we left, like I went to, away to Boston to go to film school because there was hardly anything happening in Atlanta at the, at the time I graduated in '98. Uh, and then, but you know, in the time we were away, tax incentives and a lot more stuff was coming through town. So we started talking about, you know, maybe we move back home. We try and, you know, we wrote a business plan together, kind of locked ourselves away for a month and uh, started soliciting some investment, try and find some seed money actually found somebody interested in uh in giving us some money and some runway to get started and uh that's where that's where that all started so that was 2006 and then jay i can, I can let you jump in for uh kind of when you came in
0: yeah i was working for stern and living in new york and was like i gotta get out of here <laughs> so i i, I asked jace and trey i was like hey you know you guys need somebody and they offered me a uh a little slice of the pie And then I moved down here and they lost all of their funding right when I was moving. And uh, they had, Jace had to let their new employees go just so they could afford me. And then, um, you know, we ended up becoming, you know, later on, we became equal partners and changed the business a lot after we survived. But we, you know, when I came here, the first job we sold was to the Cheetah Club. The first job Uh I sold was Uh the virtual tour of the Cheetah Club. And it took me three months to get it, and I remember it was two thousand like seven hundred fifty bucks, and I was just so excited uh, that I finally closed a deal.
1: Oh, that's amazing, man! Well, that's so much rich history. I, I mean, I really uh, appreciate that and respect that. I mean, you know, I mean, from different industries and different markets, and then finding your way. I mean, and it was always—it seems like it was always this sort of, um, you know, not just a hustler's mentality, but but you know, it's homegrown. You know, like you said, it's, you guys are, you know, you know, age old buddies and, you know, you came together and That's created the key. American dream, right? For us, well, for it's,
0: it's like, you know, we, our relationship is so awesome because we're all very different people and we hardly ever all totally agree on anything. It's always a fight to middle ground um, or it'll be two on one, but you get that other opinion. Um, it's just really a really dynamic relationship it was like three talented individuals who also had crazy work ethics and were willing to sacrifice a lot of people aren't willing to gamble we are so willing to gamble pretty much at every step you yeah know? I, would, I would say we're not we're
2: not risk averse for sure <laughs> yeah, we especially like after it. all the stuff we've been through I mean like Jay made you know It's been one thing after another. I mean, we started it off and then we lost, uh, you know, we thought we had all this funding in the bank. Turns out that we only had a fraction of it. So kind of got the carpet pulled out from under us. Then, uh, you know, fast forward, what, three years later, we got robbed twice, like totally cleaned out, installed a security system. Three months later, we got knocked over again. Uh, You know, smashed the front windows, took all our computers. But then that ended up being a blessing. We, you know, thankfully we had good insurance. We took care of all the claims, used, you know, what we had to replace to springboard into moving to a bigger facility. Uh, and then fast forward to just the past year, moving into, you know, an even bigger, three times the size space. So the new current space is a little over 20,000 square feet. Uh, it's kind of a rough time to not be able to be in there because we just built like our our dream mothership but it's all ready to go. And, yeah, and now it's, you know, I mean, we were able to use it some, but it's it's not the energy of having a big, full studio and everybody there all the time. I really miss that.
1: No, absolutely. Well, so that, I mean, that brings me to my next point. So, I uh, you know, two things in particular that we want to touch on today, uh, you know, is obviously the facility that you guys have, this new state-of-the-art, uh, you know, the new state-of-the-art digs, as well as uh, the website. You know, before we get to that, let me ask, you know, when did you guys kind of recognize you know, kind of give me maybe a timeline when you recognize that you're ready to expand a little bit, um, you know, what, you know, some of your initial impressions were, maybe some of what the vision was, and then ultimately, you know, how it turned out, because I know, and, you know, I mean, just speaking as a creative myself, I, I'm still uh attempting to reach, you know, some of the levels that I, you know, really admire you guys for reaching, but if there's one thing I think seems pretty constant. And, uh, you, you know, you even touch on it with some of the back and forth that you you guys say is in your dynamic, you know, things don't, they hardly ever turn out exactly how you first pictured it. Uh, there's usually always some sort of uh, unforeseen circumstance, a roadblock, maybe an epiphany, uh, you know, pushback, anything that, you know, um, can severely affect the process. And when you talk about a build out of this magnitude, I mean, twenty thousand square feet. And I've had the, you know, I was fortunate enough before all of this craziness happened to be able to visit the uh, facility. And I, I mean, it's, it's truly a marvel, man. So can, yeah, can you guys, you know, take me through that What some of the initial thoughts were, and then, you know, how you feel about, you know, the overall product?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I'll set it up and tee it to you, Jace, because, you know, it really started as a conversation, we were crammed into our other space. And it just felt like, you know, when you're your people are sitting on the floor for meetings like you got to do something about it and we had a debate and you know i think what it came down to is it was grow or die you know we were going to what's the point of just like being stagnant and keeping the same that's not fun or profitable right we stay in that small pay, place people are uncomfortable it's not a really fun environment and then uh, from there you know jace took took really the, the bull by the horns and uh, he can take you through the rest of the story, but it was a journey and uh, much respect to Jace. He did so much of the actual planning and build out and he does such a great job with that. When you come to this office, it is it is a magical place. I think I cried to him at the Christmas party when I was there.
2: <laughs> there was there 80. was some tears were shed. But the, yeah, the, yeah.
0: Well, I was just so I'm just so thankful for it, and um, I love having a public forum to be like, dude, you fucking killed it. That place is fucking rad. I love it. I miss it. I'm so sad I can't be there. You take us through kind of your journey. That'd be awesome.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So, like Jay said, we were we were definitely very clearly outgrowing our old space, which was you know still decent size, about eight thousand square feet um but we were as we had added particularly on the post end as we'd added editors we were literally just subdividing existing rooms like putting you know another desk and people were having to edit with headphones and and that's you know that's all right to a point when when you're kind of in a growth phase but really like that's a lot of it was about just being like i'm a i'm a firm believer in you know you got to have places to congregate places to collaborate that's important but you also have to have a place where you can go lock yourself away and just grind and if you want to just go like really hyper focus on stuff you got to. I feel like you need a door you need a door that locks and you just need to be able to go away and go to your space and really really crank stuff and we, we didn't have that we had other than the partners of the company a few other people people were all in shared spaces and it was just starting to starting to be detrimental to, to everybody's work And also we, you know, we were to the point where we had enough volume where we needed to make new hires and there was literally nowhere to put anybody. We just didn't have enough, you know, we, we reached critical mass where we couldn't fit anybody else. So we, we have a really great relationship with a guy named uh, David Dixon, who's been our commercial real estate agent years and years. He's helped me out with my other company with Treehorn Cider. Helps Um, me out with mine. Yeah. Great guy. Best. And basically just told him like, Hey man, we love being in this park. We got to expand. Can you can you keep an eye out for us? Let us know You know, if something opens up that seems like it'd be a good fit. And we looked at a few things in the park and then there was a period where we were pretty sure that the guys next to us, uh, I won't say the name of the company just in case, but they were supposed to be expanding and they were going to move to a much bigger unit and we were just going to knock down the wall on one side and just grow into their space. And basically theirs was about the same size as ours. So we were going to double, but we'd able to keep be able to keep all the infrastructure we had there as far as the wiring for the sand and the edit suites and the, the studio and the psych wall. We're going to keep all that. And then, you know, things change. They're a company that uh, relies a lot on steel and steel tariffs went up and they changed their plan and they, they weren't going to expand quite as much. They were going to stay in place. So then we had to look outside of our space. We looked at a few different things and then eventually to, if we're being totally honest, something that was a little bit bigger than what we were looking for opened up. But it was really, really like, a lot of it was blank space in the back. A lot of it was warehouse and high ceilings. And it's much easier when you're doing a build out to build into a blank space rather than have to kind of retrofit stuff that's already there and make it suit your purposes. So we we extended ourselves a little bit more than than we probably would have and took a little bit more square footage than than we thought we needed at the time. But again, like, you know, like Jay uh, made note of earlier, you know, we're not we're not risk averse. It was right across the parking lot and it was just a sweet space and a lot of potential, a lot of existing stuff up front that was very cool, like corrugated metal walls and some hardwoods and stuff. So we just jumped at it. We, you know, went probably a little further than we thought we would and then, you know, took a little bit more space than we thought we needed to make it future proof. And we that's something that we did. Very consciously, uh, when we when we built out the floor plan at the new place, is there are offices and there are edit suites that are just flex. There's not a full time employee who sits there, so that when we make hires, we're not immediately like, oh god, we gotta like look for a new space, we're gonna build something. There are places to grow into, and in the meantime, it's places where people can come do like day play work. You know, if if there's an outside producer or creative director who wants a place to work and be by themselves and you know, be away from the from the shooter, be offset, or we have an editor who's just there doing a contract job for a couple of weeks. There's places for him to go. We've got, you know, we have that flexibility. There's so much
0: space. I mean, it is a it is a massive facility. How many offices do we have, Jace?
2: I was actually gonna pull up my cheat sheet. That's it's why I was gonna be thirty. I wanna say that's right. I think it's cause it's what 20, 20 post suites total. Let me look at the thing that I wrote to uh bear with me for a second.
0: And we have so, to give the audience an idea, you know, every, and our office is split up into uh, partner commons, the post-production, production, um, and, you know, obviously, you know, some common areas. Um, so, Every group is together and they have a common area. So all the producers are in a block together. And then there's a giant common area in the middle where they can meet and gather. And that's next to the writing room. It's just having all this space for just the different departments to meet and do their own thing is, you know, once we get back to regular life, which will happen eventually, it's all about- Regular life, What's, what's that? It'll just, it's just about making it through this next year, which I think that's how long it's going to be. We we survive it. And then it's about filling that office up. Now it's about keeping people safe and using the space to our advantage because now's the perfect time for us to have a shoot or do projects because you can socially distance in that place. No problem. We have cleaners that come in twice a week. It is actually an ideal situation to be, you can be stuck there for days and not see anybody. I mean, it is it is a vast space. No, it's,
2: we got very lucky there for sure.
0: Oh, and let's just talk real quick because I just love it. Chase, can you talk us through the infrastructure of the technology?
2: Absolutely, yeah. So, we we made a lot of upgrades to, I guess most importantly is the, the post pipeline. Uh, you know, we took all the things that were kind of on our wish list, the pain points about the old office, and we really – we did everything from future-proofing the wiring, so we, we have the same sand that we we relocated from the old office. We just have more lanes to it now, but it's blazing fast. And then we put in the same type of cable to go up to. Uh, I think we're 10 gigabit now, and we put in 100 gigabit cable that's just sitting in the walls unterminated. So that basically, like that's it's not even the standard yet, but you know, four or five years from now it will be. And all we have to do is literally get the technicians to come back out, crimp those cable ends, and just swap them. But they're already in the walls. They're already run to all the edit suites. So we've got, got room to grow and some future-proofing there. Uh, the security system is pretty next level uh, as far as, you know, everybody's able to just kind of wave, you know, wave your wallet or wave your key card in front of the, the uh, locks, or you can, you can disarm or unlock doors from your, from your phone. Blanket, gigabit fiber, Ethernet. And blanket, uh, you know, mesh wireless throughout, wireless access points that cover the whole 20,000 square feet. So, you know, whether you're in your office or you're in the back shooting stuff in the studio, you've got perfect, uh, you know, perfect signal everywhere. Um, What else? What am I forgetting, Jay? Uh,
0: Just the keyless entry. I mean, it's just, it's such a magnificent place to be, not only from, you know, it's luxurious. It feels super luxurious, but the technology is Crazy. Yeah. Ahead, I guess
2: the, the audio is, a, is an important thing too, you know, the the system throughout the whole, you know, front of the house, lobby, the studio, the workshop, everything's got, you know, I want to say it's 26 speakers right now, and we're probably going to add a few more to a couple spaces. Uh, the number of monitors in it is is pretty <laughs> disturbing. There's screens on almost every server. There's certain- got to be 80 screens, don't you think? I mean, if we're counting workstations, yeah, easily. But I'd say, I mean, mounted televisions. There's probably thirty-five. I don't know, a lot.
1: I just remember I, I visited the facility. I want to say maybe three times total since it was uh, since the renovations were completed and or since you guys fully moved in and it was built out. But I, uh, I not exaggerating, I, I got lost every time. I have uh, forgotten my place on every single occasion. I've had to kind of walk around, give myself a little bit, at least a five to ten minute grace period. Uh have been know. talking
2: about painting uh, arrows on the floor, actually, from that <laughs> the lobby, and show you how to go to each department.
1: Yeah, I mean, it sounds—it sounds like we're joking, but it would—it would work. I mean, you almost need it. I mean, it—it is that vast. That's—that's that's amazing. So, well, so with that being said, um, you guys have this state of the art i mean just you know uh, futuristic uh you know powerhouse that you've built and you know you've added so much value to your company just through all of the different uh you know technology and moving parts that you you know even discussed here and then on you know give or take you know march 15th 2020 um, some something crazy happens. I mean, the unthinkable happens, something I know I've never seen in my lifetime. I've, I remember where I was at the time. I was uh, actually getting ready to play a friendly card game with some uh, compatriots. And I remember we all at the same time got the Apple News update <laughs> that uh, the NBA was shut down indefinitely. And I said, okay, I've seen uh, my fair share of, you know, maybe not pandemics, but, uh, you know, alarming concerns, never seen anything strong enough to bring down the NBA. So that, that, that truly. That was important. a
0: very defining moment when the NBA. I remember that too. I would have never associated that.
1: No, we were out at, uh, we were out
2: with uh, people from Moxie, right? At, um, oh, yeah, And, and that's when we kind
0: of knew it was yeah,
2: over. All, uh, we're like, oh, this is, you know, this is serious. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, was like, you know, that's like a, I think it's the last meal out I've had in a inside a restaurant.
1: No, for sure. Yeah. I just, I remember seeing it and I said, okay, this is, you know we're we're in completely new times now. I mean, um you know, we just never seen anything like it so I, I you know I remember how I felt in that moment um I, I would love to say that I handled it with poise and a calm and a, a stoicism, but the truth is, you know I was, was kind of shaking in my boots, you know I'm um you know much like you guys, I think a common thread in this uh you know conversation we're having here today, you know, there's a lot of entrepreneurial uh sort of spirit in this endeavor and you know the one thing about entrepreneurs I mean you have to be a warrior you know if you don't get work you don't eat every single moment is critical uh to you know uh, sustaining yourself so I know what I lost during that time and just some of the re you know sort of course correction I had to do um but you know something a company with you know so many uh such high stakes as ECG, you know, tell me a little bit about what went through you guys' minds in that moment. You know, was there panic? Was it, you know, okay, we'll, you know, we'll be fine. We got a strong enough system in place to house us or, you know, were you, um, you know, what, what was going through your mind at the time?
2: I mean, I think number one was just safety of the staff and making sure that everybody, you know, we got a, you know, fairly diverse staff and a lot of people with a lot of different situations as far as, you know, if they have elderly parents or people who are at higher risk or have different, you know, underlying conditions. So that was number one was like, all right, let's take a step back and let's make sure, you know, everything we do is with them in mind and with safety in mind first. And then the second thing was, you know, this is the family. Like everybody on this team is here for a very very important reason. Nobody's getting laid off. Like even at the beginning, when we didn't even know what it was going to look like, it's like, all right, nobody's losing their job nobody's losing their benefits how are we going to make that happen and that everything that we did after was was predicated on that of you know how do we protect the team as far as their health and then how do we protect the team as far as their you know their well-being and their quality of life and their their ability to you know continue to get a paycheck and keep doing their job and that's you know those are the two things that we put all our effort into
0: yeah for us it was all action right it was no waiting for, you know, something to change. We were going to decide what happened. um, And that's kind of how we tackled everything. It's like, we're in control, even though it seems like we're not in control, we can control this. We might not be able to control how many clients need video and how much new business we're going to create, but we control if we survive or not. And I think that we just have that mentality that nothing is going to take us down. We're too smart. We're gonna think of ways, and we were. I think what was day one we're submitting when PPP came out, and you know we're helping people. You know, not only not only did we do it ourselves, but we did podcasts. You know, explaining to people how to get it done. Right, like, so it was just there was. It's not a concern. I'm not concerned at all. Business can continue to be lean. That's fine. We will survive, and then we will crank. So right now, it's just about. Survival, keeping all of the employees on because we love them and we need them to be successful. And then just, you know, hunting and thinking of new ways to solve people's problems. The same problems exist now that did before the pandemic in terms of communicating to people. I think, you know, we're going to get into a place where people are going to realize that video is the best communication tool for that and that the cheaper ways are necessarily the most effective. And so, you know, there are those clients. We're, we're, we're doing brand new shoots for new massive clients, right? That's very, very promising. Not to the level of volume we were before, but I mean, what do you expect, right? But I think that that's going to change and evolve. People still need to communicate. We have such an amazing animation team. There is nothing that's going to stop our animation team from doing whatever, and we're talking about we can do photorealistic 3D shit. So if, if we can't be in the factory and you want to build it, and you you need to. We can build that machine out if you've got the CAD files or whatever. So, you know, bottom line, not worried.
2: To to kind of expand on what Jay said, uh, we've sort of determined our own destiny from the beginning of it. As far as you know, we locked things down way before anybody said you know at the state or even the federal level that that's what you should do. We kind of wrote our own guidance for that. And then we haven't changed it since. Like, we haven't backed off any of those procedures. If anything, we've added more. But, you know, keep the number of people in the office limited. Everybody, like, literally does a roll call every morning. If, you know, I'm working from home, I'm going to be in for a little while, and then I'm going to go back out. We know how many people are in there at all times. we got the temperature check station, the sanitizing station at the back door. So if there's a shoot going on, you want to come in the building, you got to get a temp check. Uh, you know, PPE, anytime we're out in the field, anytime we're in the studio, uh, nobody who's not a full-time employee is allowed just casually in the office, like for a meeting or something that's only for a studio shoot. Uh, you know, we've been very judicious about it. Uh, and I think that that's, again, to expand on what Jay said, I think that that's starting to generate some momentum because now we've got some case studies where we can show people, Hey, we can do this safely, right? You know, here's, check out these photos from this, this three-day shoot that we did. Everybody was masked up. Everybody was following procedures. All the gear was sanitized. We're not putting lav mics on people. We can get out there and do it safely, and we take it very seriously. And now we're getting some, some interest just from that, from the fact that, oh, you guys have this buttoned up. I feel comfortable working with you. We're presenting a lot of options. On the post end, like Jay said, animation, things like that. Stock footage videos is an option. But if we do need to do a small crew shoot, either on location or in the studio, we can do it safely. We can do it without putting Uh We,
0: we just did a, uh, a big shoot for ADP and um, it was, I, I mean, we kept the crew as small as possible, but it was still a decent sized crew. But we were able to social distance and everybody was wearing masks and safety and we were, It went great. So, I mean, you know, it's just operating in this temporary normal. Um, I refuse to call it the new normal. It's temporary, right? (laughs) So, we're ready to go. I mean, nothing's going to get in the way of us being, you know, working. We love to work. It's not about the money. We just, we want to be busy.
1: Right, right. right. Have something on the schedule. I I understand, man. That's amazing. And And I think, um you know, also, too, just as a testament to, like you said, you know, the sort of a humanity and pragmatism of this approach, you know, you you know, you, I, I'm pretty familiar with almost everybody on the staff. I mean, you guys have, uh, you know, your fair share of, uh, you know, it's a lot on your plates to have to support. And, um, you know, and, and you did that. And one of those ways, and that's The other thing that we want to talk about, I know uh, Jay, you know, spoke to me about this kind of helped you guys to, uh, you know, keep some folks on uh, payroll during this time frame. It's your, the build out or completing the build out of your new website.
0: Yeah. It was less about um, keeping people, but more about how can we use this time in the best way possible? And we've been working, you know, our website is huge. I looked at it last night. We just launched a new website but our our blog um, archive has 33 pages now, right? It's just a, a massive, massive website and we've been working on it for a year and a half, this new switchover because when you crush it in SEO like we do and you're creating content, you're a leader, you can't just switch your website at the drop of a hat. It has to be, you know, really well thought out. So, we did that. We kept everybody, all of our producers who weren't busy producing shoots moved to producing a website and they crushed it, right? Like people who haven't done that before were leading web projects and like I was able to remove myself and focus on other things with with, with Jace and, and, and Trey. So, it, it was an incredible thing and we were, we were able to launch yesterday. We I don't think we would have been able to get it launched as quickly as we did without the pandemic. So in a lot of ways, I think it's about using this time in, in very wise ways. We made a social distancing reel, uh, which is coming out soon where, where it's all the stuff like stuff you can do and stay socially distanced. Um, then we did a, a brand new, uh, tour, virtual tour that's going to be up soon Um, And then we're doing a 360 tour. So we're just, you know, dialing in our marketing and, you know, getting ready for when the next round comes because people will start, you know, advertisers will get back to it. People will need to get out critical communications. This is just a, you know, a temporary lull. Um, And it's not dead completely. You just don't have the volume. So it'll it'll come back soon. It's going to be it's i think it's going to be hard and heavy when it comes oh,
2: yeah. when it comes back it's it's coming back full force it'll be but, horrible <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's it's going to be crazy but to to expand again on something that that you said jay i was just incredibly proud of the staff as far as the pivot where you know people are there one week and they're cranking on edits and the next week it's like all right now we need web copy we need you know you guys to produce and they're like fuck yeah web copy cool we'll do it like everybody's just got such a great attitude and such a good work ethic that they were like, all right, this is what the company needs. Cool. Like I'm not editing right now. I'm making websites for the moment and no, uh, you know, no complaints. Nobody was like, hey, I don't want to do websites. That's more me. <laughs> Cause I don't want to do. Websites.
0: Jason
2: <laughs> I, I do. I have the best, the best
1: ever.
0: Like they, every person brings so much to the table. There are no flat tires. Uh, they're just awesome.
1: That's awesome, man. No, well that, I mean, that's pretty amazing. So, um, so with, I mean, with that being said, though, you know, uh, something that you guys mentioned when you were explaining a little bit about the website, I, mean, I know you said, you, you know, the what, blog alone has over 33 pages. So, in total, do you know how many pages the website is? You know, yeah, there's you-
0: like counting the portfolio, there's like 678 pages
1: wow so it's just really really just a digital landscape that you can get lost in of just you know completely relevant content and yeah
0: and it's and you know now we've content. we've we've kind of like segmented out the people who come to our site we get a a very significant amount of traffic and we've noticed that we have two audiences we have the audience who comes to us to learn Because we give shit away, you know. We have free music contracts on our website that cost us $10,000. We made them generic and gave them away. Like we're giving people information. Then we have people who are looking to solve a problem with our services. So you've got people who are learning and you've got people who are clients. And those clients also have things to learn about. They're much different from the people who, you know, if we write a blog about 34 easy steps to make a television commercial, that is meant for a very exact audience, right? But if we make a a blog for, let's say, a corporate client, how to get the most out of your video agency, right? That is geared towards them. So, we've just kind of refined those two funnels and we're really trying to, our website is such a huge asset. It brings us tons of new great clients and it makes it so that I don't have to go out and cold call. And so, you know, this is something that we want to continually be building on. And so if people have ideas or content that they want, we're constantly trying to expand and provide people with the things that they want and need. And we're willing to open up our, what are we, 14 now, Jace? Are we 14? What are you talking about?
2: Uh, Years old? We'll be 14 in February.
0: 14 in February. That's so much experience successes and failures that can be tapped into for information and really we're just trying to bring that a light to life and then of course opinions you know uh, we have a writer who consistently writes things that people uh, react to David Hickson he you know people his Coco versus uh, what is it Coco versus book of life post still gets tons of of people chatting and going back and forth so you know, it's just fun, man. It's cool. We've got the podcast. We've got so many different uh, ways to connect with people. And that's what it's all about for us. This is a business of relationships and fun. And we want to make sure that we're doing that. I think that's what kind of we're known for. It's like hardcore, get the job done, do it right. Hardcore party, <laughs> right? Have fun, eat good food, drink, you know, celebrate life, live to the fullest. I think that's why clients come to us. I think that's why employees love to work with us. It's just like, that's the environment we created because that's what we like.
1: Sure. No, I mean, just uh, again, like uh, speaking from experience, I mean, and even just some of the things we've spoken about here today, I mean, to the uninitiated ear and even probably to some subject matter experts, I mean, you guys are clearly uh, advanced in the uh, sort of the layout and foundation that you've built here. Um, And so uh, you know, for someone who doesn't know you, I mean, it could come across as daunting or you just may not know what to expect when walking in. But I mean, I, I feel like it's a cross between a, a, a theme park and, a, and a, a, a business whenever I walk into the offices. I mean, it's you know, you, you see uh, every room is structured in such an aesthetically pleasing way, especially for people. I mean, creative or not, you know, there's this we call them vibes. Your whole office is just one big vibe and um so you know i i would imagine that that probably plays a role in retention just as much as the uh services rendered you know so you know hats off to you guys for you know essentially creating the archetypal like postmodern structure for a thriving industry you know it's it's very commendable man so with that being said that kind of brings us towards the At least close to the conclusion, Uh, you know, before we go, first and foremost, I want to say thank you guys for joining me and letting me speak to you about what it is that you do so well today. Um, Is there anything else you want to leave the people with before we uh, get out of here? You know, any lasting wisdom that you'd like to impart or final words?
0: The only thing I'd like to say is if you are, you know, in this situation and you need to get some marketing done, you need some video, budgets are tight, let's chat. Let's figure out a way that we can get you what you need while we're still running our business. I just think there's a lot of opportunities for us to have.
1: sure absolutely. Jace, Jace, any uh, final thoughts?
0: Yeah, I think
2: you know, like I like I made reference to before, I think that you know the message is obviously we're living in very uncertain and strange and weird times and every day is kind of a new surprise, but we've we've been committed from the beginning of this thing to being on top of everybody's safety, our staff, our clients, we can, you know, there, there are solutions. It's not, you know, obviously you got to be careful right now, but it's not necessarily hunker down and don't spend any marketing money. Don't, don't launch a new project. You just got to get creative. You got to do it. You know, we, we approach it a little bit differently, but there are ways to, to skin this cat right now. And we've, you know, like Jay mentioned earlier, we've, we've tried to put out some informational resources about what is available, You know. If you want to do a post only thing, if you're if you're far away or you don't want to be out in the field or you don't want to be in the studio, we can work with you. If you want to do something that, you know, you need your CEO to give a statement to the troops and you need just a small one man band in there to, to get the quality video. And then, and, you know, we bring it back to base and edit it for you. We can do that. There, there are options, I think, is the big message is that, you know, obviously it's it's tough times, but we're committed to doing it safely We have all the procedures and all the equipment in place to be able to do, to serve our clients safely, and you know, we're here, we're ready to rock.
0: If you'd like to come by for a tour, a socially distanced tour, and have a socially distanced drink, I'm sure we can accommodate that, right, Jace?
2: Absolutely. No, we have, if you don't have a mask, we have plenty. We've got sanitizing stations at all the entrances and exits, like I said you know, don't be offended if I got to take your temperature before you come in and, and have a look around. It's a large space. There are plenty of ways to, you know, just like you would do, you know, at a restaurant that's being responsible and how they're opening now, be very similar, you know, scoot a table out back by the loading dock and we, you know, we have a drink out by the studio or something, but there, yeah, there, there are ways to
0: solve these problems. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you so much.
1: Oh, no, for sure, man. Look, thank you guys, man. I'm I'm so excited, you know, I love you guys to death, I love ECG, um, you know, I'm really happy to see it just thriving and just the prospectus is so um, bright. You know, it seems like the trajectory is so bright given a time that doesn't feel bright. And you know, that's really seems like all you can ask for. Uh, so like I said, happy to see you guys crushing it. I'm proud to be involved in the capacity that I am and excited to, uh, you know, do a few more of these in the near future, but for right now, You guys, thank you so much for joining me. Uh, This is the conclusion. So where you want to hear this, you can, as soon as it's posted, on the Naked Unicorn podcast on ECG SoundCloud uh, for updates. You can follow ECG at ECG underscore productions on Instagram and social media. And make sure to check out their new website, ecgprod.com. E-C-G-P-R-O-D dot com. And that's us signing off. Appreciate you guys.
0: Thank you. Ow, I'm so naked.